Hey everybody, welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. Good to be here with you guys today. My name is Harrison Gilming. I am the uh, worship arts director here at Lake Forest Huntersville, sitting down with... Hey, Mike Moses here, uh, founding pastor of the Lake Forest family of churches uh, and teaching pastor at Lake Forest Church Huntersville. Good to be with you all this hopeful week as spring is springing every person i talk to brings it up it's top of mind (laughs) it's common this is common grace god offers grace of salvation to every person through jesus through faith in him he offers common grace no matter how much you hate god give god the middle finger by the way you live or blaspheme Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever even drug dealers right now are walking outside like oh thank you god for the sunshine and the blue sky and the warm weather it it feels so good i am doing everything in my power later this evening uh after the work day is over to convince my children to go with me to lata and go walking around those trails out there today so i am nice i'm I will bribe them. I will incentivize them. We'll do what we have to do to get some fresh air with these guys Our community group, uh, last summer, we met in person, distanced. We've met more than normal. We usually don't meet through the summer. We Mm. did because of pandemic. We needed each other more, actually, and God's word more. I was proud of our group. We met distanced out in the backyard of different group members. We rotate. We've been Zooming all winter. It's been effective, actually. Yeah. So I'm encourage folks don't just like assume, oh, that sucks. That's going to be bad. It's been really good for us, mm-hmm. but we're pumped because tonight, 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 our community group is meeting in the backyard, distanced. Each bring your own takeout dinner. Uh, the backyard of a of one of our members who lives on Lake Norman. We're nice. fortunate to have a, a lakey yep. in our group. And we're pumped. So you enjoy Lada, I'll enjoy the lake. We just did that two days ago with our community group here in the parking lot at the church. We had all the all of our kids brought their bikes and scooters. I saw y'all out there. Yeah, we we oh, the Reyes is in we your camped group? in the back. No, we we're we're not in that group. Oh, that was a the, different group. There's there's probably multiple groups. A bunch of groups having doing the that. same okay. idea. Yeah, we were Monday night. So there may have been another one out here Outstanding. Tuesday. Outstanding. But uh it's a it's a good time for all that stuff. So we're like Mike said, we're we're excited and hopeful entering into this next season we're just dead level honest also I, I speak for at least you and I Mike um, and I think a number of others that's here a lot on, of people that's right and, and a number of <laughs> others that we know here on the staff side at Lake Forest that we are excited and hopeful about a COVID vaccine that's that right a lot of folks can get I'm getting ready to get mine soon I think you're getting I ready. am scheduled for Sunday yeah. Sunday afternoon I, I was able to get one at Bojangles Coliseum in our county an appointment for a couple of weeks from now but I read in the Charlotte Observer um, which I read daily I, I want to know what's going on in my city my town um, that surrounding counties had more openings. So I there's a mass vaccination event at the auto auction in Statesville Sunday, and I will be heading there after our worship services, and I'm pretty thrilled about that. Um, hey, today we have really one agenda with you, our friends, and it's to encourage you. Mm-hmm. It's a time when encouragement is happening by God's common grace through spring, and we want to give you a bit of encouragement for, from where we are in God's Word in our sermon series through the whole Bible. 
uh, very specific to what we're all feeling right now. Uh, but before that, let's let's just give a quick Lake Forest update. Really quick, we want to let you guys know that Easter is coming. One of our our big celebration days, where we really try and do everything we can to get our entire body together mm-hmm. again, whether it's here on campus or as this last year has been joining us from a distance. Uh, but we are trying to do everything we can to create a space here at the church on Easter where you can come and hang out with us. Even if you have been keeping a little bit more distance, we are doing Saturday evening, the day before Easter, that is April 3rd, Saturday, April 3rd. We're doing a service here in our worship center at five o'clock. There will be childcare. Uh, we'll have, you know, distance spaced out like we've been on Sunday mm-hmm. mornings. And our capacity right now, we, we've, we're maxing it at 240, and which has closed out the last number of Sundays, mm-hmm. which is why after Easter, we're going back to our normal Sunday morning time, two worship services of 930 and 11.05. That's right. And we will fog the room in between. We've got this Ghostbuster-looking pack I've told you about before. It's nice. And it happens real quick. So that's Saturday evening at 5, and mm-hmm. by the way, if we have more demand, we can add another one at 6.30. Yep. What are we doing on Sunday morning? Sunday morning, if you guys are around uh, for... Oh, oh, by the way, yeah, that Saturday, uh, and then we'll tape that, that service, yes. which will be the online worship service for, available for everyone, that's whether right. you worship with us from afar or you're not comfortable with the in-person options, or we have to close them out. That's right, yes. And uh, Sunday morning, we're going to be pretty similar to what we did out here at Christmas Eve. Uh, We're putting a stage outside in our parking lot. We're filling up all the green grass and pavement and wherever else people want to spread out to. We've we've marched around. I'm so looking forward to this. (laughs) There is, uh, if you were here for for Christmas Eve, we we were using, you know, maybe less than half the space we could have less used than to half put people. of the green mound out That's there. That's right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we we have so we're gonna so much space for people to be distanced. We're gonna trust every. I think pretty much everybody has learned how to like show up somewhere, and, and you'll bring your camp chair or whatever or a blanket. Everybody's pretty much learned how to like put your chair down six feet away from other people. Hopefully, mm-hmm. there's not going to be some doofus. Who goes and sets up camp right next to your wife, Harrison? Uh, <laughs> High five and everyone. But we'll try yeah. to police that a little bit. But but we can trust everyone. Yeah, but but we are. We're, it's going to be so. Fun. It's going to be so fun. We're looking forward to that. And, and we've been uh, talking among our team, and we we really hope that maybe for the first time in a year, this could be an opportunity for you, for some of our Lake Forest folks, to uh, take advantage of that Sunday morning mm-hmm. and possibly invite a friend to come worship with you distanced in person uh here in the lawn yeah because they'll experience the lake forest flavor i mean you know i'm gonna be messing around cracking jokes struggling to be serious even while i'm teaching the bible um which i got judged for when i was a leader of a ministry in college (laughs) and i was like that's just how god made me i can't stay serious for very long harrison You'll be there. Tell them the special sauce of worship, because I'm, I'm not sure uh, how this will leak out or not, but I, I'd yeah. love for these folks to know. Yeah, we are. So uh, you guys have had a chance on this podcast and on Sunday mornings to meet Terrell Huntley, uh, who is going to be our 
next church planning pastor uh, as we're planning a church in the University City area. We're at this point we're calling it Lake Forest Church U City, which sounds pretty mm-hmm. pretty awesome to me right it now. Sounds kind of boss. Yeah. And uh, Terrell is putting together a group. Uh, we're kind of doing a combo. Uh, we'll call it a combo between Huntersville and U City worship experience, where we're going to yeah. have. Uh, some of the flavor of what Terrell's trying to build for his future church. So we're, we're, we're getting a sneak peek of that on Easter. And I will say that one of the themes as we've been looking ahead to Easter in our planning is that we really just want it to be a big, giant, worship, celebrate, risen Jesus party. So <laughs> yeah. that's that's all I'll yeah. say. And the theme is look up. We're, mm-hmm. we're ready to look up. Uh, look up from our downcast uh, experience the last year, look up from our devices and really look at Christ. And we'll be encouraging people who have who have checked out of worship. You know, they just haven't kept up with online worship. Or, or I, somebody in my community group is like, well, Mike, I don't have any convictions about not coming back to in-person worship, but but to have to register, just I just never get around to it. Mm-hmm. And so by the time it's Sunday morning, we're like, well, let's just chill on the couch. Um, uh, although they are keeping up online, but Harrison, I, you heard me in sermon planning for Easter, like one of my real practical applications will we'll be very targeted at people who've sort of given up. Because <laughs> it's hard to imagine anybody who calls himself a Christian being so checked out that they won't show up online or in person on Easter. Like, that'd be pretty lame if you're not going (laughs) to dial back in just for Easter. So for you guys to know, that's the person I'll be speaking to very directly uh, in my Easter message application. I'm already thinking about that. Aaron Gibson and I are co-writing our sermon for Easter. So That's actually... Uh, that's actually a good segue, Mike. Let me, okay. tra- let me transition us this way because, um, I, I have experienced personally, I'll just start with me. I'm not going to speak for everybody out there, but oh, so now you're only speaking for I'm one speaking person for instead just, of two for just, I'll speak for myself you cut it in half and I will, I, yes, I'll just make it about <laughs> me. There have been times, uh, over this last year where it feels like the simple, like for example, j- joining in with our uh, community group on Zoom. Yeah, it's a very simple task. It's a walk over to the couch, get the laptop, open it up, and do it. Uh, and we enjoy the people we're hanging with. There's no part about it that's negative. But there have been times for me over this last year where there are these simple tasks that feel like they should be simple, and I am just like paralyzed by hmm. just it. Even a simple thing feels like, oh, there's one more thing, which is ironic in a way because we have less things on our plate than we normally would have. There's less things happening. Yeah. But but sometimes emotionally, the the even the simple things, whatever the couple things we have to do in the day is, it just feels like lifting a 200-pound weight. It's exhausting to even think you about descri- it sometimes. You just described how I have felt almost this whole year as well, Harrison. You and I haven't not talked about this personally, you and I. You're always the cheery, happy guy on staff, which I appreciate. It makes you very low maintenance, by the way, <laughs> speaking as a boss for a moment. Um, but y- you, ha- you haven't spoken too much about this part of your experience this year. I- I've spoken a little more openly about exactly that. Here's what I named it. I was on a Zoom with a bunch of senior pastors, and they asked me to give some reflections. And when I said that, 
during this year, as a pretty happy guy, generally, uh, by temperament, really, um, I have had more anxiety than ever before in my life, which means I had to learn how to deal with I've never had to learn how to deal with anxiety, um, except just sitting with people in the church, you know, and loving on them. But to your point, I put the word lethargy mm-hmm. to what you just spoke. And I wonder if you, our listeners, identify with this. I have, I'm a, again, I'm an energetic person generally. Um, uh, uh, one of my nicknames at home uh, is the Energizer Bunny. And uh, it kind of bugs them uh, after a while. I have felt a lethargy I have never experienced before in my work and my home life. Precisely what you said, tasks that are even easy. And in fact, it's been the most routine of my work tasks and home ones that I've experienced the most lethargy regarding. When I said that to this Zoom room full of senior pastors, the head nods were unanimous. And they, it was helpful for them, for me to name it. Um, we're one of the larger churches in the denomination. I've had some leadership, and and I think they found it freeing for me to name that that I have, I am not have. I am wrestling with. It. Okay, this is to me. This is funny. Here's how you can visually see this in my life. My car. You know, I'm going back and forth between my home study where I'm doing most of my work and then uh, I'm doing some things here at the church, including now that the weather's nice, meeting with people one-on-one outside. Uh, I'm not going to take you up into my private office during this time. And um, so I'm going back and forth. I'm getting, you know, I get a book from my library here that I need for sermon preparation back home and then I bring it from there to... Got wedding stuff, funeral stuff. I've done two funerals in the last uh, four, uh, 10 days. So I've got bulletins from that and my funeral books and uh, even my robe. I wore a Presbyterian robe for one of them. Um, and then I get some fast food on my way back and forth. Basically, I am chucking all the detritus of my life, all just the stuff of my life. I'm chucking it in my car and leaving it there and not cleaning up. It's a physical example of the lethargy I feel, and I've decided, once I noticed that there wasn't room for my wife to accompany me in my car, we have to only take her car, Um, because I also carry my golf equipment in there, Um, and it's just a thing, and I realize this is my thing. I am pitching a fit, and I am going to visibly represent my unsettledness, my lethargy, my anxiety by how crappy my my car looks like there's a homeless guy living in it down by the river um and that's how i feel yeah i feel like i could be that guy and so anybody's free to look in the windows of my car and decide if i'm telling the truth or not um uh, but that's a physical manifestation of what you just said harrison yeah i mean i for for me i i had kept our christmas tree this year in my backyard for a month because I was planning on breaking off the branches and burning it in our fire pit. So that didn't happen for a month. So then I was like, okay, I'll take it to the dump. I put it in my truck. I drove around for like three weeks. I noticed it. (laughs) With a Christmas tree in the back of my truck. 
and the dump is right there. It's right there. You know, it would have been a five extra minute thing. I just never did it. And then <laughs> eventually uh, it finally made it where it was supposed to go. But that, I mean, that's the perfect representation. It's yes. just, uh, I've, I've felt very much the same way. And I would imagine uh, from things that I'm reading and folks that I'm talking to and gathering that uh, there are a lot of us who feel the same way. I saw, I saw someone who wrote some post on social media that went viral and it said, I'm proud to announce that after a year of lockdown, uh, I've spent much of this time self-reflecting and I am no better of a person than I was a year ago. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I feel like I definitely sense that, you know, you feel that pressure. You're like, well, at least, at least I should use this time to accomplish something. Well, you know, Harrison, that gets to something I'm very proud of about our church right now. Um, I love it that God led our pastors of our family of churches to lead us through the Bible in a year. We've never done something like that. I'm proud of that alone. It wasn't, and I can say that because it wasn't my idea. Um, It was Aaron Gibson's idea. Um, Secondly, though, I'm so proud of the response of the majority of Lake Forest Huntersville. Like, I run into people around town or here, and, and they say, Man, we're all in with the Bible readings. I'm not doing it perfectly. Many of them, man, Bible Journey is giving doing one lesson a week or with my group is giving me a whole new lens of how to learn God's Word and, and love it, admire God's Word from a different level. Um, I'm just hearing it from so many people that I'm, I'm just proud uh, and gratified that the Lord led us to have this vision for the year. And, and to led me to be a little bit more football coach pastor than I normally am and go, listen, kick it in gear, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, do this. <laughs> let's, let's not be that social media post. Let's be the social media post. Well, my car sure looked crappy, and I had a Christmas tree in the back of my truck for a couple of months. And whatever your story is, friends, yep. that represents what we're talking about. But, you know, I pretty well went through the story of the Bible with my band of believers. And I'm just, Mm. I am, a little emotional, honestly. When I I see this act of unity and discipleship and hunger for God in our church in in an unlooked-for time. Mm. And so I'm just so grateful for that. So let, let's take just a moment before we end and offer a moment of encouragement because I'm, I'm, unless you're Superman, Superwoman, you're identifying with what Harrison and I are talking about. One, I met with one of our staff, key staff members yesterday. They're all key. Um, but one of our, our leadership level ministry staff who said they are just now really experiencing and admitting to themselves they are struggling. Hmm. And they're, uh, what I said to these pastors is, I have, so I'm going to offer you a bit of God's Word and something very practical from the passage that I'm going to preach on this Sunday, which is the Ten Commandments in Exodus, what chapter am I using? Exodus 20. Um, but this staff member echoed some, so what I shared with these pastors was, here's what I've had to fend off, I, I'm, is shame. I'm the guy that doesn't struggle with lethargy at work. Mm-hmm. 
I'm the guy who keeps his head about him when others are anxious. I'm that guy, but I haven't been that guy this year. Now, I play that guy on Sundays in my sermon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And at my best, in the spirit, when I'm super prepared, yes. And it's my joy to be a touchstone for the church and how I teach God's Word and apply it. But I'm not that guy 24-7 this year, especially. And I have felt shame over that, Harrison. I've, I've... I don't know if you if that has occurred to you, but come on, man. I can't get it together. I mean, just deal with reality, bro. It's a pandemic. Everybody has having to deal with it. You know what? Everybody is also dealing with anxiety, lethargy, and, and a host of other things, and some people very serious mental illness triggered by this. And so I have, uh, I have learned how to reject shame about that during this period. In a way that I already learned when I had a serious, uh, I had a serious drinking problem at one point in my life, and I, I learned on the healing side of that to not experience shame and self uh, disregard for the rest of my life, but that God embraces me, the light side and the shadow side of me and my life, and loves me and uses all of it for His good and His glory. Nothing. <laughs> As the Apostle Paul says, not to the end that sin may therefore increase in my life, mm-hmm. but that when it has taken me, or, or in this case, we're not talking about sin, we're just talking about disability that mm-hmm. some of us have never experienced before, disability to be as industrious or hopeful as normal, that um, I put off that shame and I just receive again God's unconditional affection and love for all of me. He doesn't just love part of me. He loves the part of me that's having a hard time getting going right now. That has been helpful, but now I want to offer you something super specific. Um, have you struggled with it? First, Harrison, have you struggled with any uh, self-shame or critique in these struggles? Yeah, I mean, I think I've just, I've been around a, a lot of, a lot of emotions, a lot of ways of feeling about it and, and have had to land in a spot where, um, I've just had to realize it, that, that it's okay in a sense to not be a hundred percent. Okay. As long as yeah. I'm at least being a hundred percent honest with God about it. That's, that's where I've had to land is just say, um, okay, this is the reality of where I am and, and I'm trying to understand why, but in the middle of all that, God, I'm just going to say this is yeah. what's happening. And then, then that's, that's been some of my, my antidote to because the shame, the, the, the twisted side about that is that that obviously pushes you into even more lethargy yeah. or even more unproductiveness or, or just that feeling of blah that comes over you yeah. that the shame just amplifies and doubles that to where it makes it even harder than to, yeah. get up and do things. So it's been a very practical thing for me to, to just finally be like, okay, this is what's happening. We're just going to say yeah. it. And as Paul says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he loved us so much that at our worst heinous moment of defying God of sin, he loved us so much he laid down his life. So how about these moments that are just sort of gray Mm-hmm. dull moments of our life uh, or, or 
we're struggling with our character. So how much more does he love us, lay down his life for us in the times when we're just struggling because of our humanity? Mm-hmm. Um, that, I, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Well, so let me offer you this, just this brief word from God. I'm teaching on the Ten Commandments Sunday. Uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. I'm just going to comment briefly on one of them. Exodus 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. And by the way, the word Sabbath in Hebrew really means rest. It's the same word in Hebrew used in Genesis for Noah's Ark coming to rest on Mount Ararat. Hmm. Um, It's a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, your son or daughter, your male or female servant, your animals... (laughs) I don't know how you do that. Uh, nor, uh, I guess in an agrarian culture, that means you don't hitch up your ox. Yeah. Nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the... It, it's, this is rooted in the nature of God. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. I'm not sure if I'll have space to talk about this commandment Sunday or not. I, You know... Saturday night is when I cut stuff out, and never enough, let's be honest. Um, but I want to offer you the Sabbath principle as a—I'm going to suggest that you be more lethargic as a, as a solution to your lethargy, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can say it that way. What we're struggling with, what we're describing here, Harrison, is not spiritual struggle. It's emotional struggle. Mm-hmm. I'm spiritually as healthy and happy as I've ever been. I'm depending on God's spirit more regularly than normal. I'm in God's word with with the rest of the tribe. I'm studying it with my community group more regularly. I mean, all that. I feel spiritually healthy. It's emotional health that is threatened. And sometimes in the church, we don't acknowledge the difference between those two. I got unhealthy as a man in my 30s and early 40s because I didn't acknowledge that that dial was even even existed. I was like, it's all about spiritual health. I'm fine, and I'm good with the family. And I was ignoring this big other huge dial on my dashboard, which is emotional health, and that's where I got unhealthy. And I, I would just want to say that, among other things, the Sabbath commandment, uh, and, and then it becomes a principle for believers after Christ— is perhaps the, the is the most important remedy to emotional health, uh, or uh, the equivalent of uh, an, an oil change in your car, or a preventative care visit to your doctor. Exercise. What exercise and eating well is to physical health. The Sabbath principle is, I think, the touchstone to emotional health. And now let me apply it really specifically. Uh, I believe the Sabbath principle includes recreation and play. And it was recreation and play that I wasn't getting enough of in my life, in my 30s, in my early 40s. I was so serious with all of my time, except with the family. Uh, I was doing stuff and playing with them, but, but like recreation and play for me as a man. And so I want to suggest, friends, that the... The most important thing that I can do right now, and I think maybe for you, 
uh, I'll speak for myself like you, Harrison, but I'm going to now, because I'm Pastor Mike, speak for everybody. Bring it. I think the most important thing you can do is build, build or rebuild habits of recreation and play right now weekly. The Sabbath principle is one day out of seven. That's devoted to God and it's devoted to rest. Notice here, there's there's the Ten Commandments are written two different ways. One of them is God speaking to God's people. Another is Moses preaching it to God's people again. Because you know you don't just hear need to hear something once. By the way, that's why I think there's a difference sometimes in what Jesus says. He says the same thing, but but using different words in different gospels. Well, dude. How many times did he teach that message? You know, and he would have said it a little differently. He's a human, not a robot. So one version of the Ten Commandments, this one emphasizes rest out of God's restfulness and value of that uh, and, and enjoyment. It, it, it's really the picture of God on the seventh day is, is rest, but we know God does not need rest. It, it's as much as anything taking joy in the fruit of his labor. Um, and, and the other version of the Ten Commandments talks about it as a day of worship. So that's true, too, but I'm going to emphasize this one, recreation and play. Friends, if you, if, if you don't immediately have pictures in your brain for how you are weekly recreating and or playing, go get that. Hmm. Like, do stop and talk to the Lord, and then go talk to the people you live within your house or a, a good friend about that. When I went through my emotional, my most emotionally unhealthy years, something that one of my best friends said to me over the phone as I was trying to untangle all this was so helpful for me. He's like, dude, you haven't been building in time for play and recreation. Everybody who knows Mike Moses knows that God made you a golden retriever of a human being. And you need to play, or you're come you're you're going against your very nature. Mm. And there's a sense of that that's true for everyone. Um, and so for me right now, that is taking uh, daily or every other day long walks as often as possible with Angie, which has been great for our marriage. Like that's a whole hour of talking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it is Angie and I going for a hike somewhere within a hundred miles every one or two weeks. It's she and I getting a night away somewhere interesting, safely. Not a lot we can do, but mm-hmm. just getting away Yeah. Uh, about once a month. Uh, and then for me especially is playing golf. I played more golf, revela- uh, revealing here. Don't critique me. I, I'm not sure if I want to say this or not. I'm only going to say this to the podcast people. Okay? Yeah. I have played more golf during the pandemic than I ever have in my life. And I have all my best scores in Mike Moses' history during the pandemic. I have broken 80 four times. And if you're a golfer, Dang. you know what that means. Yeah. I'm not there right now in my game, but and I'm and I'm walking when I play. So it's helping me be physically fit. Emo- but that is emotional health for me. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be different for everyone. Um, dude, Sabbath principle, play and recreation weekly take let god's word really say that needs to be like an every seven days sort of thing if not more often during a pandemic give yourself permission to 
do that more than you normally would. And I believe that is God's best recipe for emotional health. That What that has not done is prevented me from still struggling with anxiety and lethargy, but it's kept me from cycling downward, as you described earlier, into a really bad place. In our house, Emily and I have described that as we've been parents with our kids. We've had to apply it to ourselves, but we use the language of filling tanks. And all of our kids are different, and we go, Spot on. All right, how do we fill Zach's tank today? Because he is, we can tell he's low. For him, you know, our kids have different love languages. There's ways as parents we do that, but we've had to recognize for ourselves, like, oh, man, I need I need to get my tank filled, too, because I'm, I'm empty right now. Spot on. So, friends, that's our word of encouragement to everyone, because Harris and I were pretty sure that 99% of you are experiencing this time the way we are. We, we are all very hopeful uh, uh, of a coming end to the pandemic ruling our lives and our economy, but it's, we're not there yet. And so we're probably all going to struggle for a while and in the aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. So I hope this is encouraging to you. We love you. God loves you so very much. Please bask in his love and bask in his not just permission but command rest rest a whole day a week and part of that rest that's replenishing is play and recreation we will talk to you next time great to be with you good to be with you guys see ya